Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 237, recorded on July 3rd, 2019, on the cusp of America Day. On tonight's episode, we discuss a little bit of new Nintendo Switch releases coming down the pike and a brand new uh, event coming for Tetris 99. That's right, the fifth Maximus Cup is coming up and our time with Super Mario Maker 2. That's about it. Well, well, we'll throw some other stuff in there. Oh, and we'll throw Tim off in there, too, for being on the show with us tonight. Jesse, cue that music. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Marty here, and you're listening to episode 237 of Nintendo Dads. We're glad you're here, and with me and with us tonight are two of the finest gentlemen in the galaxy. They're not the guardians of the galaxy. They're the guardians of Missouri and wherever Tim lives. (laughs) Minnesota. Did I get that right? Michigan. Close enough. (laughs) Michigan. It's one of those M states up north. One of them. You make cheese and beer. It's it's you know I mean all everybody does that up there. Anyway, how you guys doing? Speaking of beer, did you know if you leave Bud Light out tonight and a weapon, a gun, that Kid Rock will leave fireworks under your uh, tree for for New Year's? Not New Year's, but for uh, July (laughs) Fourth. He'll leave you fireworks and barbecue. Yes. <laughs> Just heard that joke. Uh, oh, it, this show is already starting off good. I, I, I feel good about this episode. Uh, Jesse Waldak, how you doing, man? That makes one of us. <laughs> I don't know about this show yet. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long day. Uh, um, normally, I'd be excited for the long holiday, but I'm still working. So I can use my use my holiday later. So... But because everyone else at work will be taking the holiday off, I'll have time to actually get work done instead of just pee on the phone all day like I normally do. Isn't that fun? I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one that it works that way for. (laughs) Yeah. Also joining us tonight in lieu of Justin Masson and Gary Gray, Tim Off, community manager of the Nintendo Dads Everything. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be on here and happy to be on again with you, Marty. Welcome back. Look, I, well, thank you. I'm glad to be back. Look, can can we just go ahead and get this this under our belt to start with? Uh, we're all in the states, so we can can we just go ahead and you know this is this is the America arm of Nintendo Dance. I mean, we've got the Euro Boys. We're the America yes. Boys, right? Yes. Yep. Well, I mean, remember we're look, good old look, boys with Uncle Jesse. Are you gonna Are you gonna eat barbecue tomorrow? <laughs> Most definitely. I'm going to eat barbecue. In fact, can I tell you something? I never win anything. And you know how people post those Facebook things like, like, share, and comment, and you will you could be entered to win. Yeah. Finally, I won one of those today. Well, congratulations. I won, a, I won a brisket family pack. Nice. Yes. I know where I'll be on the fourth. I love. And so I'm going to go. And it's, it's sweet meat deliciousness. Jesse, you're going to eat barbecue tomorrow, right? Come Most on. likely, I we don't. I don't know what's going on tomorrow. We See? have no family plans. Well, we called Kid Rock and asked him if he would be on the show tonight, and he um, he said that he had a prior engagement. He's too busy delivering Fourth of July goodness to everybody. That's right. That's right. So if you hear the pitter patter <laughs> of uh, drunken reindeer on your roof tonight, just know if you left out your 
if you left out your flag and your and your <laughs> AR-15 and and your beer, then uh, Kid Rock is there to to leave you treats. Just yes. don't get up because if you startle him, he'll probably kill you in your sleep. <laughs> uh, speaking of being killed in our sleep, uh, <laughs> there's not a whole lot of news uh, this week, but we're going to run through some things with you, and we're also going to talk about our time with Super Mario Maker 2, uh, which is probably the biggest release of the year for Nintendo Switch so far. And uh, Jesse and I have got to spend some time with it. Tim bought it, but hasn't played it yet. Shame, shame, shame. Uh, but uh, let's just dive right into the news, shall we? Of course, our news is brought to us each and every week by you guys over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. If you're a patron of the show, then you help make the world go round for us, and we are super, super thankful for you. Uh, you can hop on over there, and for as little as a dollar a month, you can get access to our exclusive Discord chat where you can chat with the dads and other fans about everything going on. You can find right now, you can find exclusive Mario Maker 2 levels that are only available in our Discord. Uh, those codes are are in there. We have a community and monthly mayhems going on. And all kinds of other stuff. And let me allow allow me just for a minute here to plug Monthly Mayhem that's going on right now. Mario Maker 2 is the game of the month. And you can find the details over there and at our YouTube channel. Uh, there is a video over there for Monthly Mayhem. Wrapping up Downwell, which was the month uh, game of the month for June. And now setting our sights on Mario Maker for the next month or so. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Tim, did you play in the Downwell um, Monthly Mayhem? I gave it a go at yeah. the beginning of it, and then I was done. <laughs> so so uh, that game didn't set what very well with you? I like it. I, I liked it, but it just... It's a great uh, time waster, like yeah. the in-between. It's like a little in-between. It's kind of like a yep. it's kind of like a palate cleanser, you know, in, in in the middle of a of a five or four or seven course meal. Yep. I I like it. It just it's wasn't a great game, him. yeah. Um, and but I just don't know how like people got all those combos and scores and that they did. That's it's crazy. Uh, I, I like I love to compete. I love the competition part of it, but I'm never gonna like submit my score uh, to be considered for prizes because I'm on the show. That would kind of be biased, but um, yeah, anyway. Here. Well, uh, I think they I, still I enjoy want having, us. I think Drew and Zablong wants us to submit, just knowing yeah, that. I mean, that, well, that's why I submitted my score for Cuphead. Bragging rights. And I submitted I my him, point for don't, Downwell. Don't, you're one point. Yes. <laughs> don't, don't consider me for prizes. That's what I told him. I was like, don't even draw well, my name. Don't even put it in there. Yeah. Well, well, have you seen their video to see how they draw a name? They, uh, you know, I have not gotten to. They, they, they like, watch that. Do you have a random number generator? While they record, pick a number, and then everyone has a, a number range based on their score. So if whatever number is picked, that person wins. Happened to be the first number was a blanc, and which he won last month. So he says, "I, I already told Drew that if I, my name came up, I'm not going to take it, and I'll roll it again." And he rolled it again and gave it to Brian. Well, there you go. And if it ended up on him like multiple rolls. <laughs> then we yeah. probably need to have a conversation. So I, I had I had a <laughs> one in six hundred and ten chance of getting drawn. But I, I, hey, <laughs> I, had one I mean that that is that, Jesse. Those are better odds. I mean, like think about all the odds that out there. You know, 
You know, like if you had a one in six hundred and ten chance of a bottle rocket flying back and blowing up in your face. I'd rather have to have those odds playing Powerball or something like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I mean, I agree. you know, one in six hundred and ten, not that, not that bad. Uh, but the point is, guys, you can you can head over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads and jump in. Uh, and there's other sweet perks you can get as well, and more coming down the pike uh, as well uh, that we'll be revealing in the next few months. Uh, and so you want to be signed up. Uh, you want to be uh, ready to go over there, patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. I think you just them up to maybe 112 points already. Yeah. Yeah, Getting, so you've 100% in the castle, you got 100 points. So Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about some news this week. Again, not a lot of news going on, but let's, let's talk about uh, probably the biggest news story over the last couple of weeks has been uh, the very tepid reception to Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, especially on the Switch uh, due to its performance. Uh, the game is having issues across all platforms, so we're not picking on the Switch when we do this, but it is safe to say, and I, I know this has probably already been discussed, but the, the Switch version was subpar and is subpar right now uh, when it comes to quality of port and quality of, of life, just in general. Uh, Tim, you backed Bloodstained, uh, and you told me you haven't even opened your game yet, but you did get an interesting email tonight that came in about 30 minutes before we began to record so why don't you tell us about that sure yep as uh as a backer um one yes i didn't open it yet as um i'm waiting for all this commotion to get you know fixed but essentially i got an uh, email this evening that uh with an update on this switch fix for this game so from the kickstarter email sent this evening uh the title of it was Nintendo Switch Status Fix Being Tested. The fix is currently in test. The submission date we were working toward has been delayed due to a graphical bug that has reemerged. We anticipate testing will be completed by next week, which would mean an ETA and public of public release during the week of July 15th, 2019. The Switch-specific improvements are HD rumble issues in certain areas of the game have been fixed, Enabled traditional Chinese language option, fixed instances where the game would crash while transitioning between rooms, and work has been done Those on the technical. <laughs> yeah, work was, has been done on the technical non-visible side of things to improve input delay, stability, and various optimizations. The teams are continuing to work on these items, and will have future updates and plans to share soon, as well as other information such as DLC that they're releasing, which yeah. is on schedule. It seems like. And so, I mean, I, I don't know where I land on this because, like, on one hand, they're an indie developer. I want to give them a little bit of slack, right? I mean, they, they, um, they obviously did not have a full, huge development house uh, on this. But on the other hand, I don't want to cut them slack because this game was four years in the making. They pulled in um, another group to help with development. And they had plenty of time. Uh, and, you know, Ega's track record is great as far as Castlevania. Um, and, and I don't want to slam that or anything. But, like, my question is, like, when do you call a spade a spade <laughs> and just say, okay, guys, screwed it up. 
you know, yeah. because like I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of back and forth on on the game. I've seen a lot of um, criticism, but I've also seen a lot of people who are kind of like rushing to defend it and being like, but it's going to get better. It's going to get. But how do we know it's going to get better? Like, really? Don't. Yeah, exactly. And so I color me skeptical. I want to buy this game. I want to, I want to like this game. Uh, I do love the fact that, you know, throughout development and everything, they made it look a ton better and it looks awesome. But yeah. I've also bought games before that looked awesome and I wish that I could take back as soon as I played them. Uh, and so I don't, I know this is what we might call a budget title or, or whatever with it being an indie game, but, but still, I mean, I like, I know there's a lot of people who are disappointed in the release uh, or after from the wait, you know, that they had to get what they got. And that's not just Nintendo Switch. That's, that's multiple right. systems. People who are saying, what the crap? <laughs> what yeah, happened here? The Switch has its own issues uh, separate from what the other issues are on the other systems. Right. But overall, I just want stability, you know, and then worry about a graphical powerhouse. If I wanted the graphic stuff, I would have backed it for the PS4. Right. So, because I already knew that, you know, it's coming for the Switch, that it wasn't going to compete in that regard. But I just want it to be playable and not have it crash on me or I lose any saves. Because from what I understand is it's going to be, it is a fun game. It is a Castlevania-type game that if you've been dying to play that, especially since your DS days, that it's a good game to play. Um, just the stability issues. But you know, and, and what's what's crazy to me about this is that they're having this problem with the Switch, and this was a game that was supposed to be on the Wii U. <laughs> imagine that. Like, imagine that kind I for, of... I, what, I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, this this game transitioned over and, and, and was able to do so because development was so long. But that, like, if they're having these problems with the Switch, what kind of problem would they have with the Wii U? What, what game was it before that uh, they got backed, or maybe it's still in development? But they got they got backed, and it wasn't originally set to be for the Switch. But they had so many people want it for the Switch that they decided to instead of develop for it for the other systems first, they decided to develop for the Switch first, and then make it playable on the other machines mm. afterwards. I think it's a Zelda-like game. I can't remember the name of it. I didn't back it. I was on the fence about it. Yeah, the, and now you that know. you say it, like, if you hadn't have said anything about it, I'd have been able to pick the name up <laughs> immediately. You know, what I found, and I do I, I do a lot of Kickstarter, right? Like, I do, I do a lot of board games on Kickstarter. I mean, there's stuff that I backed, um, you know, a year ago. Or, or something like I've waited up to two years for a board game uh, on on Kickstarter, and the, the the most notorious one being the uh, Mega Man board game, which ended up not even really being that much fun, uh, which was disappointing. The minis are great, but uh, but not the not the rest of the game. Um, but you know was what it, I found? Sorry to interrupt, but I think I think it was Hazelnut Bastille. Hazelnut Bastille, you're right. They decided okay. to develop for the Switch because that's where the majority of their backing came from. Yep. Yep. Justin's got that one backed, I, I believe, uh, as well. But but here's the thing, like, with a board game, you know, like, th there's not a whole lot of glitching or, or bugs that can go on with cardboard and plastic, right? 
Right. So what I found is that my experience with board games on Kickstarter has been 100% more positive than my my time with video games on Kickstarter. Uh, As far as I know, the only game that has ever gone to Kickstarter and like done extremely well, like delivered above and beyond was Shovel Knight. Right. I mean, am I? I may, I may be wrong. That's probably why other people keep backing these other things because yeah, uh, you know so you got the one because I've backed Mighty Number no. Nine, Turd. I've backed, and I've back. I've watched people back Bloodstained, and now it's a Turd until they do something to it, and then I'm still waiting on Chicken Wiggle Workshop. Yeah, I am too. I backed that one. Um, I'm still looking forward to it. So, although you, you know, realize, it's, you you do realize by at this point it's been a year since we backed it. Yes, and I do realize that they had their window of opportunity to get it out there before uh, Mario Maker. But you know, it it is what it is, and it is. hopefully, maybe there'll be enough gap now to where there'll be some difference to get some other people to buy it. Who knows? But well, that, I, I backed that one and I backed this one, Nights and Bikes. Uh, Ooh, I, don't, yeah, I haven't heard of that one. That Gary said he got to play and he said it actually looks like it'll be turn out to be a good game. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that one. I guess what I'm saying is I'm still waiting for another company to prove me wrong. Another dev to prove me wrong as far as Shovel Knight cause like, uh, or as far as Kickstarter because like Shovel Knight so far has been the only one. That that has has kind of made me eat my words, and so I would love to to have that opportunity. I would love for there to be a more Kickstarter games, but I think that that like you know, as far as like it's one, I, and I know it's almost like I'm comparing apples and oranges, but they're both games. Like you know, you can. It's a whole lot easier, I think, for a small team to develop a board game. <laughs> you know, and produce it and have it out in nine months or a year than it is for a small team to produce a, a video game well, that is... Usually that, the board games already have a, a designed and play-tested a little bit with prototypes, they, and, yeah, they just, they and they just need the money to make the finalized construction. Yeah, yeah. The, well, the, where and, a game that, has got to be written from the ground up. What happens? Yeah, what happens a lot with with the board games is where they get bogged down in stretch goals. They add yeah. way too many stretch goals, and then they get done with the campaign, and it's like, oh crap! <laughs> you know what? How are we going to do? All that this? was no longer the game that they originally play tested and was. was well, in a way, you're exactly right, and so, um, but but this, this, what you're saying too before is exactly right too. I mean, you you've got a video game, you've got to code that. It's not just what, you know, I mean, both of them, we're presenting a concept. We want you to, to back the concept. We want you to invest in the concept. But uh, on the other hand, a video game is we've got to build this from the ground up yeah. for three systems now. Kind of another Kickstarter cases. disaster, not Nintendo related, but uh, have you heard what's going on with Shenmue 3? Oh, no. Okay, so when it was originally put on Kickstarter, you know, they said that they were going to have PC via Steam codes. But then Epic comes along and says, we are going to be the exclusive distributor for PC. And people are upset. And actually, and the developers themselves wouldn't, wouldn't issue uh, uh, refunds for those who really were upset about it and didn't want 
anything to do with it. But Epic themselves are stepping up and saying, if you want out, we'll pay you. That's fine. Wow. Well, good for them. And, so and not look, all, not uh, only did uh, Epic pay the money again, to get the exclusive rights, they're all, paying money to refund people who are upset. So Right. And all that does is make it, Epic look good and give them fantastic publicity. Right? Yeah. I mean, all they're going to do is open up the Scrooge McDuck Fortnite vaults and and pay them out of that. So, um, but but you know what's what's funny about that they'll, is they'll kick off season ten to to help fund it. You know, you know what what that made me think of when you were talking about that is all those poor people who are still waiting for Mighty Number no. Nine on 3DS. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So never going to. I'm starting to notice a bit of a common denominator here or a trend here. I don't know if you guys noticed but all it seems like the games that aren't doing so well or didn't do so well were all started by people who have worked on it other games before really big games and wanted to recapture those games or they have some sort of pedigree so they figured oh well i've got this experience so i'm gonna go on kickstarter i have this idea for a game that these development studios aren't backing so, or these publishers aren't backing, but so are we waiting you know, for Kojima to do this when he's done with his that's, dumpster fire? That seems to be a trend <laughs> unless I'm not thinking of anything else. Cause I mean, like you said, there was a uh, yacht club who did their game and that turned out well, although we're still waiting on their last piece. Right. Yep. And, but then when you look at mighty number no. nine, that was done by people who did mega man games, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And a Yeah. Right. And then uh, the Bloodstained, you know, is kind of, eh, but that was done by the guy who did all the Castlevania games, yeah. some, most of them. So, um, and then what was the other one you just mentioned? Um, but it, it just seems like there's a trend there that uh, we're getting disappointed by the people we would expect not to be disappointed by. <laughs> right. Right. I think I think it's the issue of we we thought you knew better, right? Right, right. Or where we believe that we could know that we would have this experience, like we would recapture the glory days of Mega Man and Castlevania. Even yes. ukuleles kind of falls in that department too. Right. I I will agree with that because I enjoyed ukulele up to a point and then it quickly soured. Yeah, it, yeah. I didn't even enjoy it that much. It was like. So faithful to what N sixty four collectathon games were, it, that that wasn't my type of game. So does yeah. that mean we would have been more forgiving if it was somebody else who were doing it? If you know, because we put it up on such a high pedestal, thinking Maybe. that we expect so much from those people. Yeah, that's Tim. That's a good point because I mean, I think that, like, as far as I go, like for Mighty Number no. Nine, part of my Part of my rage, I guess, about that game is that it's not the spiritual successor to Mega Man. Uh, whereas, I mean, like Mega Man 11 finally getting announced and coming out took the took the pain of that away a little bit. But now with Mighty Number no. Nine, another thing too is that we were promised an entirely different game than what we got. I mean, the, if you go back and you look at the early concepts of Mighty Number no. Nine when it was discovered, it was steal any enemy's powers and uh number nine you know or whatever back would transform you know like he would grow treads or he would get claws or he would have something happen to him the end result game was just basically mega man speed run 
and that just did not. The speed run. It's not what it was clunky, supposed to be, which is not compatible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so I'm not saying that Bloodstained is is too much of a deviant from from what it was intended to be or what people expected to be. I think they got exactly what they wanted, but yep. I I think that uh, as far as concept, but I think that. You know, at some they point, needed a few extra months for more polish before they yeah, pushed it out. Yeah, and and the thing is, is that they had those extra months, and I, I feel like they they had plenty of time. And I, I don't know, four years is a long time to wait for something that you have yeah. given money. And good if you've faith already for. delayed the game a few times, no yeah. one will should get too upset if you say, "Sorry, we need an extra two months to clean things up." Yeah, That's true. already waited two years, so what's the next two months? What's, a, what's another couple of months, right? Right. Yeah. That's how some of us would think, but then there's always there's always two sides of it, right? There's always people who are complaining, oh, you know, why did I back this? Or, you know, it's taking too long. And then there's those people that, like us, who would say, okay, get it, get it right, and then I'm fine. You know, I'm fine with the extra two months. But there's always a group of people who are always complaining about it taking so long too so true yeah and and i will admit i fall into to both camps at times so it's just depends on what day i <laughs> it is uh, i mean i think it's okay to and, and and here what we're saying here i think it's okay to be frustrated i'm I, I think it's okay to be frustrated that you have exchanged money and it's just been sitting there and you've been waiting for your quote reward uh, for that money for a long time. It's okay to be frustrated. It's, it is another thing, though, about how we channel that frustration, right? Which is what I think you're talking about. You know, yeah, I'm frustrated, but if I wait two more months and I get a game and it's good, great. Uh, or, man, I'm frustrated. I want a refund right now. And I'm not going to take no for an answer and I'm going to smear you across social media. Um, yeah, it's, it's comes with the territory. I mean, I think everybody... I don't think everybody does, but everybody should know going into a Kickstarter, you're not going to get it probably at the time they say, because there's usually something almost, as far as games. I go. would almost rather video game Kickstarters learn a lesson from all of this of like, I know you have to set a, a, a delivery date, you know, or, or buy whatever. Uh, I would rather them just like make it way far out and then deliver early. You, right. you get what I'm saying? Like, make it, yep. make it like, you look like a if god. <laughs> if I'm starting a, a Kickstarter campaign for a video game today and it can be finished in 2020, I'm not going to say it's going to be finished in 2020 at this point. I'm going to say, hey, expect it Q2 2021, 2022. And then, and then I'll come back and, be, you know, I'll come back when it's near develop when we're near done and say, hey, backers, we have a wonderful surprise for you. And that wonderful surprise is, we're going to release early, and then guess what? You're going to get you're going to get news articles about you. Kickstarter game releases early. Yeah, for once, it better be crystal clear on polish. Otherwise, people are going to rip you over the coals, saying you could have spent another two or three months on this, and you oh, had sure, and, sure, yeah, and you even thought it would. <laughs> I think it's. I think like indie devs on Kickstarter would do good to watch what Nintendo's doing with Luigi's Mansion 3 right now. 
right? Yeah, because look at what they're doing. Like this week, we saw the box art for for Luigi's Mansion, which is something that you normally don't even see until the release date has been announced for months, right? So we're seeing box art. We've seen gameplay from the game. We know it's been localized. Uh, we know it's coming. They're still saying 2019, but they're not giving the release date. So, like, the good part about that is, is you're seeing all the polish and the and the progression that's going into the product, right? right. But you don't have this impossible standard of a release date. To, yeah, I'm to sure they have one in the back of their head, but even sure. this tells me they aren't confident in it, and that's fine. I'm hoping that release date is the last week of October. Come on, Nintendo. Yeah. Well, I'd say that we, you know, I think a week earlier would be a better week. That way, it gives people time to actually get into the game versus just start it and yeah, that's Halloween true. be over, that's but true. while you're still just wrap, <laughs> getting into it. Well, speaking of release dates, let's uh, move on from this topic and uh, talk about uh, some new games that were announced this week for the Switch and things that you need to be mindful of coming down the pike. And we have no less than one, two, three, four, five games uh, that we have caught our eye this week that we think you need to be looking out for. The first one of these is going to be released on November 8th of this year, 2019. It is Layton's Mystery Journey, Catriel and the Millionaire's Conspiracy Deluxe Edition. Now, this is a remaster. Nintendo's taking lessons from, naming lessons from Square Enix again. Yeah. This is a remaster of a game, correct? Yes, this was original. This was what was originally dubbed Lady Layton uh, on the 3DS. Ah, and and then, iOS devices and Android, yes, right? Yes, that happened later. But okay. no, it didn't. It actually released in iOS or before 3DS here in North America. That's right. And I decided to wait and just get the 3DS version. So this, uh, and I never did finish it. So yeah, this is a Switch port. So I, th I think it, if I remember right from the press release, it has all the base content, all the DLC, plus like additional, uh, a few additional puzzles and like costumes. To, yeah. And it. I would assume making use of the touchscreen and everything as well. I'd imagine so, because I'd imagine it shouldn't be much different than the iOS version. Gotcha. So that's out on November 8th, uh, so look out for that if you're a fan of the latent games or puzzle games in general. Also this week, the first trailer for the Cuphead DLC called The Delicious Last Course uh, was revealed, but it was also announced that this has this DLC has now been delayed until 2020, um, which means it has now been, it will have been two years from the announcement of downloadable content <laughs> to release for this game. I like but the initials fan of, of the, the title. The Delicious Last Course, the DLC. I love it. <laughs> um, the, the, the wait for the DLC is nothing if you waited for the initial release of the game. Because it was, it took forever and a day as well to finally come out. Uh, and we know, I mean, it's a masterpiece. I love Cuphead. So um, this is the one that you're going to be able to play Miss Chalice. It adds a fourth island, uh, Inquil Island Part 4. And so that's coming out 2020. You can, we don't have a solid date on it or price or anything yet. Just know that it's coming. Also announced uh, coming out September 5th, 2019. I'm super hype about this one. River City Girls, 
uh, is coming from Way Forward, which is a spiritual sequel slash successor to River City Ransom. It's even going to include some of the characters and uh, locations from the original game. Uh, and it stars two girls uh, on a quest to beat up people to find their boyfriends. I just, I just saw that. I just saw that uh, teaser trailer or trailer, whatever you want to call yeah, it. And tra- I thought that was like pretty it makes fun. It look really good. Yeah. Uh, 16 like bit beat them up. Um, if you're Jones for something like that, uh, then this is coming. It's going to be here soon. September 5th, man. September is going to be an absolutely bonkers month for the switch. All hands on deck. And, and the thing is, is that if you, you know, you could argue that astral chain is pretty much a, a September release as well with it being a, with it being August 30th. <laughs> right. right. And so it's the one it's, that's opening the door for all the other wish to come in. <laughs> it's, it's, it's dragging them up with the chain. Uh, yes. Uh, another game that we want you to kind of be looking at, this comes out next week is on July 10th. Saul Seraph uh, looks to be a spiritual, spiritual successor to act razor, which uh, this game has definitely piqued my attention with that. Uh, it features, you know, 2d platformer uh, platforming sections and, action sections and a top-down strategy mode uh, as well. Guys, um, I still go back and play ActRaiser on the my SNES. Yeah, I think I... Such a fun game. I think I did a playthrough of the game last year and streamed it on my, on my channel. I, I can never beat the final level because it just no. basically is a boss rush and you, 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 you have like no way to fill your energy, so... It's either you, either you can do it or you can't, but you know it's it's the the god mode stuff that I enjoy in that game most. Oh yeah, the now, moving never... around and developing your city and you know figuring out the how to draw, how to make it rain and do things. You know, I, I loved that game. Yeah, I never played it, but I actually heard about it just because of this game coming out, and it does sound interesting, especially because of the city building stuff. You, you need to go back and play it just to like get a feel for it before this game if it piques your interest. But understand, this is like this is Square Enix, or actually Enix at the time before they were taken over by Square, dipping their toe into something besides Dragon Warrior, and so it's pretty clunky. Um, the, the strategy part of it is not, but the action part of it is extremely clunky and it's fun and they, it's very well done graphically and, and sound, you know, sonically, but it's just, is the, it, con- the controls are awful. Is it Sega doing this one? Publishing this one? Sega's, yeah, Sega's publishing. Okay. Okay. It's interesting. Sega, Sega coming out swinging with this and, and yeah. Panzer Dragoon. I'm I'm excited about yes. both. Of these. Uh, last game that we we want to kind of pique your attention here or, or let you know about is uh, if you remember a few weeks ago or a month ago, uh, Ghostbusters the video game remastered was announced and it was also announced that it would be actually coming to the Switch as well. We now know that it's going to be twenty nine ninety nine and it's going to be a GameStop exclusive. Uh, which why? right i mean like i don't i mean i don't know i'm actually fine with this uh to a certain extent to what is games because my thought was is if gamestop to try to 
do better business wise is to get into these limited edition type games um, is not only to do it themselves, but also bring in your limited run or your other type of games like that and do exclusives with them to sell their physicals at their stores to possibly drive people to come in, especially those of us who want to buy physical or, but one caveat for me, I don't know about anybody else is that physical has to have something special about it. I don't want to just go in and buy, you know, a case in a game. I think there should be more to it. Um, you know, like you've got like with cave story or any of those other type of games where you got a little keychain or a little book or, you know, little extras that go with it to make it special, to make me want to go and buy it. Um, physical rather than just make it easy and download it you know well would this game even be made available digitally if it's if it's a gamestop exclusive we don't know that yet yeah well wasn't uh uh what's the ink one that they did um uh bendy um wasn't that was a gamestop exclusive but is that one you can download yes it was one that I, because I, I had, my son uh, wanted to buy it and I had to go find it. I believe that is uh, a downloadable. It is downloadable. You, Bendy? Because my yeah. son wanted it and I refused to let him buy it after watching some videos uh, <laughs> of it. it. I mean, it gets dark. It's, it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is like it looks like something that. You know, like in the beginning, it kind of draws you in, and then it's creepy as all get out. It does get creepy. Yep. Um, and I just but, didn't think yep. it was it was good for him to to be playing. So yeah, I'd say he's makes sense. A little on the young side. That's, I agree with you there. You know, uh, at thirteen my, or fourteen might be a little bit different. Well, my son is actually eleven, but I let him play it because he loves playing Five Nights at Freddy. So. I figured that. Yeah, and and like from what I heard and from what I saw, just from YouTube reviews and everything, uh, this was kind of like on another level. Okay. From yeah. from Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, but Bendy gotcha. is rated T, and I'd say it's it's a hard T. Okay. Yeah. It's it's it, sometimes like you know, Smash Brothers. I think is also T, or maybe at least ten plus. But that's a really soft T. But this is definitely not a soft T. I yeah. haven't seen him play it much though, so but that's another reason why I wanted to get it physical too, so that way it wasn't downloaded to his yeah. switch. Smash is E ten plus. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I guess you uh, can re- you can redeem the Nintendo vouchers on the website. I did not know that. Wow. I, I I saw a link looking it up. Just be careful because somebody posted on um MVC uh, podcast forum uh, a couple of days ago that vouchers are non-refundable because he went to the bathroom and his son redeemed a voucher on the eShop for Mario Party. Yeah, and, <laughs> and he has his eShop password locked, so you can't make a purchase without the password, but the vouchers are redeemable without the password. Yeah, that's how, not how a smart... That, that needs to be changed. Yeah, uh, And I would say that that, that draws... That sheds some light on a problem there, and Nintendo needs to fix that. Uh, guys, that's all our news for this week. Seriously, it's, uh, it's a slow news week. What with uh, E3 having been a couple weeks ago, and everybody's just pretty much just waiting for the other shoe to drop with all the releases uh, and playing Mario Maker. And so 
No rumors, no let's discuss this week. Let's move right into our events. All right, guys, we'll breeze through this pretty quickly. Pokemon Go events. Uh, we want to issue a correction to last week. Uh, Jumpstart research. Uh, Jesse had posted and talked about last week that he had guessed that this was the Jirachi events uh, or event that was coming. And instead, the rewards for doing this event include uh, Dratini with enough candy to evolve into a Dragonite, all Gen 4 starters, a shiny Eevee, a Lapras, 6,000 or 60,000 Stardust, which is double if star pieces are in effect when redeemed, and 400, 405,000 XP, which also doubles if lucky eggs are in effect when redeemed. The Jirachi event is still to come at a future date. Yeah, and I just redeemed 200,000 XP thinking I, I had uh, an egg running to where I should have gotten 400,000, but I didn't have the egg running, so I was upset. <laughs> oh, man. That is, uh, yeah. Be sure you got that stuff going if you want to double it. Also announced this week, Tetris 99 is hosting the fifth Maximus Cup in conjunction with the final Splatfest, which means that a new theme is imminent for Tetris 99. If you score 100 points during this event, which runs from July 12th through the July the 15th, you will earn yourself a brand new shiny Splatoon 2 theme for Tetris 99, which is actually really interesting if you think about it, because um, the Game Boy theme has shown us just how far into this Nintendo will get with a theme, uh, including, you know, original sounds from the Game Boy, the background art from the box, uh, and actually even just the Japanese box, from what I understand, because the castle, you know, we had a completely different design on the sticker for Tetris uh, here in here in America and, uh, you know, original music. And I, I'm, I'm really interested to see what they do with the Splatoon 2 theme. Um, and, you know, music being a big part of Splatoon and its culture, I'm wondering if it'll have like multiple tracks and all kinds of stuff. I, I'm just, I mean, I'm very interested to see what this is going to be. I'm definitely playing this Maximus Cup free theme. I mean, and, and, and for those of you who maybe don't play, um, it's pretty easy to earn that hundred points, right? Yeah, uh, I think so I got can, the hundred points in 45 minutes. At yeah. Most. I mean, just sit down and bang out a few games of Tetris 99. Now understand Maximus cup tends to bring out the better players. Yeah. So even if you, you know, get into like 60th, 70th place, you'll still get four, yeah. you know, four or five points. It'll, so it'll happen. It'll no take time. a bit of grinding at that rate, but it'll, it, it can still happen. And once the theme is unlocked, it's unlocked permanently. You can swap back and forth. You're not you're not going to lose it. Uh, however, like just like with the Game Boy theme, if you don't get it this weekend, there's no guarantee of when that's coming back around again. We you know we personally feel like it will be paid DLC at some point, right? As well as possibly some paid for themes that they don't attach to Maximus Cup. But as of right now, this is the only way to get this, and when you play in the Maximus Cup for this for that weekend, every match that you play will be in the Splatoon 2 theme, just like it was for the old Game Boy theme um, when that came out. I guess it was like three or four months ago, right? For what, the, the Game Boy theme? Yeah. Or when? Yeah, maybe three Two or months. three months ago. Yeah. 
Well, I'm excited to see what themes come down the pike uh, with this. Also, let me make a mention here that this month, uh, the month of July, is the last chance or, or the last DLC character that is being added to Mario Tennis Aces. Uh, this month, if you play in any online tournament, even if it's just a single solitary match, you will unlock Dry Bowser, who is the final character to be added to the game. And if you're still playing Mario Tennis Aces, he looks pretty dang impressive. So go get Dry Bowser uh, while you're waiting for Tetris 99 and your Pokemon Go eggs to hatch to get all that experience and stuff. <laughs> uh, let's move on and let's talk about what we've been playing, shall we? Tim, you're up. Tell us what you've been playing. All right. So unlike a lot of you guys, I know you all have been playing Super Mario Maker 2. I'm going to be attacking that this weekend because I've got an extended weekend for the 4th of July. Uh, but uh, since the last show, I finished Silence and I submitted a review on that. Uh, it's on YouTube as well as played more of my friend Pedro. Uh, which was, you know, my first impressions of that. And that was a double feature that I had submitted and have on YouTube for the Nintendo dads. Uh, both game, I finished Silence. It was, um, it's a, again, it's a point and click game. Um, re, and you go through the story of uh, a brother and her and his sister um, who are trying to save themselves from a bomb attack to their city. Um, and not knowing quite what happens, um, they're, before things kind of black out, the brother is telling the sister a story, a story that she's familiar about to try to keep her calm. And it's a story about silence, uh, this fictional town, if you will, or this uh, fictional area within uh, the game that he's trying to, again, tell a story about and tell her about to keep her calm. Then things black out because of a huge bombing that happened that even in their shelter that they're in, it, it, something happens. And it goes into the story to where they're in this fictional um, uh, city, I'll just call it, or fictional uh, world. And it just goes into that. And it's a, it, the story kept me intrigued long enough to keep me all going throughout the whole thing and playing all the way through and wanting to finish it and do a review rather than just a let's play. So if you're into a point-and-click type game, uh, and you enjoy a good story. For me, it was a good game to play when it was time to go to bed. Um, just lay there. Instead of reading a book, I was, you know, going along here. Because it's almost like a choose-your-own-adventure in points where you can pick certain things that happen in the game. Uh, certain dialogue, kind of like a te telltale game, um, where you pick certain dialogue and certain reactions from the NPCs will happen. Uh and you can also make choices in the game that will uh, make uh, your story go one way or another. Now, I had the, I had it all end in the same point, I think. But, and I'm not 100% sure on this, but it seemed like the story could go in different directions depending on what you picked throughout the game. So, but I only played through it once. I was able to get to the end and and play the ending twice, so I could see two different endings. Um, so that was, that was uh, interesting as well to see that. Um, will I go back in and play it again? Probably if I give it a break, maybe I'll go in and see if I do, if some of the things that choices that I made, I'll make differently and see if something happens. Um, 
but overall i think it was pretty good and especially like i said a good going to bed laying in bed with your switch type thing and, and finishing the story now as far as my friend pedro that's not necessarily a bed i would uh, a bed game because <laughs> it's so much action that you're having to do to keep you busy um i have done that though or playing while going to uh um like a break at work or something like that so or actually what i've done too is uh gone for walks and tried to play some games while i'm going for a walk too some games are a little bit easier to do that with than others but uh still toying around with that one uh but i'm still playing that one i didn't finish the game um but it's a it's a lot of fun and like i said last week it reminds me of that the best way I could describe it is it reminds me of that scene in the first Matrix movie towards the end where Trinity and Neo go into that building in the lobby and they're taking out all the security guards. That to me is my friend Pedro and all the actions and the flipping and the shooting and the slow motion and all that kind of stuff. That's what that is for me. And I love it. <laughs> nice. But it, you would say that that my friend Pedro is definitely a, an extremely violent game. Yes, yes, that is a great point. Um, yes, it's something that I haven't even played in front of my kids, even though they're fourteen and eleven. Maybe some people would be fine with that. It's just one of those things that I won't let my kids watch Deadpool, and there's some similarities there. Even though um, you don't hear a lot of talking, the the banana does a lot of the talking. <laughs> So it's funny commentary there too, but uh, yeah, there's it's, it's very uh, hyper stylized violence, um, um, and something I don't really play in front of my kids. So yeah, as I'm opposed checking, to silence. Checking on the which, rating for that, it is rated T. Silence is also rated T, uh, and had some uh, so a little bit of language that I picked up on, like uh, damn or hell, you know, type words, but. Um, that was about it. I don't think maybe an S word. I think I'm not hundred percent clear on that one, but yeah, that one was, you know, depending on where you're at with your kids on that one, you may want to be, keep an eye out for that one, but I didn't play that one in front of my kids either. So, uh, although I thought about it and thought about having them help me with some choices. So if I do play it again, I may do that. Because there are some movies that we have watched that had those type of words that come up and stuff, and they know, you know, they know the rules about that. So <laughs> I just recently watched Endgame. I watched Endgame again last night, and was surprised at how many times words like that did come up for a movie of uh, of a rated PG thirteen. So I'm wondering, because it's a double length movie, do they are they allowed to double the maximum words before it gets turned to an R? I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the person, the censorship people are counting each one. Are they going to hit the number? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know about the length, but I definitely noticed that too. The, there was a lot more language than, than previous Marvel movies. Even some of the, uh, I, I guess, uh, some people have probably seen Spider-Man Far From Home now, but there is a definitely a, there's definitely two versions of the trailer. I don't know if you've noticed that uh, the initial trailer that came out, there was the one, one, yeah, there was one where, um, uh, he called Peter Parker. There was a kid who called Peter oh, Parker yeah, that was Flash. Uh, a name 
and then that name was changed in you know other viewings like the actual um commercial that showed like on abc and cbs and disney channel and stuff he he calls him something completely different so they know yeah. what they're doing yeah i did you know i mean that. They, they they know that that's yeah. whatever I, I i saw the i saw spider-man monday night it was good we're going to see it friday night i'm i'm, I'm kind of excited we're going to see it going um, tomorrow morning mid-credit Ooh. and post-credit scenes <laughs> don't miss them of course well, I mean, who gets up during the Mar- like we I watch Marvel movies. And I'm like, why are you standing up? Come on. Right. I don't well, get up at any movie anymore because well, well, you never know now. The Endgame movie I saw last night, had, well, the whole point of it is because there was extra content at the end. There was a deleted scene and yeah. kind of a Stanley montage thing. And people were leaving during the credits for that. I'm like, this is why we're even here. Why are you leaving now? This is why it's back in theaters. Oh, people. Anyway, uh, Jesse, let's me and you talk for just a few minutes about Super Mario Maker. Actually, let's talk for more than a few minutes about Super Mario Maker. Um, I'm going to fire it up right now while you guys are talking about that, it. Come on. Yeah, this is, <laughs> it's, it's time. Uh, Mario Maker released last Friday, and uh, it has so far, I love the fact that Almost everyone who had something negative to say about Super Mario Maker has since gone and bought it and now has nothing but positives to say about Super Mario Maker 2. Uh, well, I wouldn't say like, that. I mean, <laughs> most, <Guru. laughs> most people, most people is what I'm saying. Uh, and so, so far, I have uh, spent all of my time in the story mode as well as Course World, just trying out what's already out there. Uh, it amazes me that there are already so many amazing courses um, during this. And I fully expect this game to have double the longevity that Super Mario Maker on the Wii U did, simply because the system is not dead or dying. And a lot of those levels are being ported over uh, from, from the Wii U and redone and kind of updated with new systems and different things here. And again, lots more you could do, but um, let's talk about the story mode for just a minute. So this was shown off at uh, the, you know, before E3 and uh, basically sees Mario having to rebuild princess Peach's castle by taking on jobs, which are levels uh, after undo dog erases the castle. (laughs) With a rocket block. Undo Dog is my new favorite um, Nintendo NPC because he's such a, a doofus. Um, and along the way, you meet a lot of these characters who were kind of peripheral characters in the first Mario Maker, like Yamamura and uh, Bot even, and some new ones too, like the creepy frog up in the clouds, uh, the sound frog. Uh, and the levels that you play through, there's 90 levels in the single player as well as tasks that that the NPCs ask you to do, as well as Princess Peach once the castle is complete. I mean, that's not a spoiler, right? Because I mean, Mario saves Princess Peach in every Mario game, even if he's even even if he's Builder Mario. Uh, so, Jesse, tell, talk, talk to us a little bit. Like, what are your first impressions so far? Uh, I know you and I said early on. Um, before the show, I think that neither of us has actually gotten into the building part of it yet. But let's talk about your your time with it single player. What do you think? 
I enjoyed the single player mode. I, I, there's one, one job left I haven't solved, and this is like the your normal last level of any Mario game is just damn hard. So that's what that's what this one is. It, it it's it's like a remix of the original Mario Brothers one one, and then just stupid. <laughs> I haven't decided if it's stupid in a good way or if it's just stupid. It, uh, I did see it was. The furthest I got into it, there was this one jump that just seems impossible. It's like perfectly timed on springs. I'm like, oh, this is going to be crazy. But the, yeah, the, the the bird NPC is kind of he kind of he hides around, and I didn't even know about him. And I thought I was done at 116 jobs. So then I find out from some people on Twitter that no, there's 120 total. You're missing three from the NPC in the final level. And but. Uh, you know, for for the single player campaign, I it, I thought it did a good job of showing what the what the new what you can do with it, both the new pieces and you know the old pieces in new ways. Yeah, the definitely. Blocks it, are a big benefit. The, I thought the good the good thing about it was is that it wasn't just straightforward platforming levels the whole time. It did a great job of showing off puzzles that you can make. It, it did a great job of showing off like flying with the Koopa clown car uh, for some of the like, you know, shooting levels like that got made in the, in the old Mario maker. Uh, I loved the idea of the Koopa clown car um, or not the Koopa, the, the Koopa Troopa vehicle, like the car, you know, like some racing levels and yeah. things, which I feel like that was totally put in just because of, the the like the the Mario Kart levels in the first one, right? The BMW, uh, yeah, costume. Yep. Uh, and so, like, I don't know. Like, the game has an incredible amount of polish that, of course, you're going to get with a Nintendo game. Um, and then that's just the story mode. That's not even going into course world where people have upload, but you know, already uploaded thousands of levels. Most of them are garbage, but let's be honest, you're going to find some diamonds in the rough. Um, yeah, I love that. This that is the, a masterclass of what not to do. Yeah. The, uh, I do love the sorting system. Uh, it seems like they've put a little bit more thought into how things get sorted so you can find it better, especially the hot and popular um, categories are now divided. So like what's hot and what's popular are different. Uh, so like in the what's hot, there'll even be like new up and coming levels that you may have missed if you didn't scroll down on the popular ones. And now you can tag levels uh, when you build them. And you can also tag levels when you play them to help people find them when they're sorted. Uh, and I love the feature too, that you can download people's levels, not just put in the code and play them. You can actually download levels to your device to play later. So like, Everybody who had do the same thing, could it? Yeah, because then you you could download someone else's level and then open it up in the editor and then look to see how it worked. Well, this definitely helps, so you can do it on the go now. Yeah, right? that's why. That, well, and that's my point, I guess, too, is that, like I can play this on the go. I don't have to play it right. just at home. I don't have to carry my Wii U to my office to download levels and then carry <laughs> it home. Um, because that's convenient. But yeah, because I mean, like everybody that had a course already built. And codes put into the Mario Maker 2 uh, sub 
sub channel in discord. I downloaded all of them and I'm playing through those right now. So, um, don't make sucky levels. No, I'm just like, I don't know, like most of them have been really good so far. Um, even, uh, mole made a level that was a boss gauntlet that made me want to cuss. Uh, and one of our, another one too, that was made in our discord was, uh, metal Kim made, this twitch jump level where it's like you gotta run from the very beginning. Uh thwomps chasing you and you gotta you gotta run from it and like spikes are everywhere and you got uh I finally beat it, but it was so good. Like I was so frustrated by the time I beat it. But anyway, shout out to our community for making Mario Maker levels. Um I'm toying around with the idea of like doing a weekly stream of Mario Maker levels, calling it M- Marty Maker Monday. I don't know. <laughs> I, will, we'll I like that. I like we'll, that. We'll, if, if if there's enough interest, I'll do it. I'll stream levels every Monday. Nice. I'll find a way to do it uh, because I love I love playing people's levels and I love themed levels. I played one today that y'all I saved this level, so I'm gonna pass it along. Hopefully, it was called Super Castlevania Brothers, and like not only was it like a legit Castlevania, like I was like this is really good. Um, they had like, it has its own music all the way throughout the level. That's cool. It's super good. And I think the same guy did a super Metroid brothers as well. And I, I didn't have time to play it, but I saved it, downloaded it to my, to my switch. So I'll play it later and, and let everybody know. I may just, and I may start doing that too. Like I may start passing along my favorite courses. Um, I'm, I'm actually hoping to actually get in and be able to start making one of my own this weekend, but with the fourth and everything coming up. I don't know. Well, dude, I, like, I feel a little intimidated. Yeah. By it, by it all. It's a little overwhelming. Yeah. At least the Wii U version, it gave you the pieces of a little bit of the time. So yes, you didn't feel overwhelmed. Yes. Is, you, you may not have everything up front, but you probably have 95% of the pieces. I honestly feel like I know people complained about that in the beginning and like people complain about having to unlock characters and smash and stuff. That's what makes the game fun. Like, let me unlock the pieces. Like, I know there was a hack to do it. Like, you know, it was about like how many times you used all the things in that, but like, I'm fine with that. Let me make levels with the limited skill set and then move up. Right. It, that's how you learn. Right. So I, I don't know, like I'm, I'm hoping that Nintendo does add in some of the things like, cause I mean, I, it already feels like such an over overflowing package of, of gaming goodness. Right. But I'm hoping that they do add in some of the things from, from Mario maker one that, that made it more charming that, that, that are missing in this one. Like weird Mario is missing. Uh, the CRT filter is missing when you turn into large Mario uh, with the mega mushroom. Um, I would love amiibo costumes to be back in. And I would, I would really love for the Nintendo sponsored levels to be, you know, like you'd get that notification and there was the, the Nintendo release level that they had somebody do, you know, and it would have a special costume or whatever. I would, I really wish those would come around again. Yeah. I've been playing. I've been playing. I've been trying to play the endless mode. I tried normal normal mode first, because that is for points for the mayhem. Um, and 
I think I've, my record is six before running out of lives, so I'm kind of lousy at that. So I switched to easy just to see, how, you know, what 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 else happens. And I have I have a hundred lives banked right now. I've finished a hundred levels, <laughs> and it, there is like a global leaderboard, so it tells you once you get under under a million, it'll tell you where you are in that leaderboard for, for each depending on how far you are for each level. So I think even level six of normal got me into like the 80,000th, maybe, maybe 90,000. But uh, I'm like in the easy at 99 levels completed, I'm at like 22,000th place. So there's mm. not a lot of people so far have played that far into it. So I'm hoping to try to get more into the normal. And I want to try to get more into the online, but it is hot garbage. <laughs> have, you, have you tried online? Yeah, I, like I watched your video. That's, mm. you know, I, my son and I have played local play um, around the house, and it's been pretty pretty good so far. Just me and him. I mentioned local play would would be would be fine, but yeah, yeah. I mean it works, and and it's been a lot of fun. Um, of course, it's just random courses that it brings up for you to play, but it's been it's been all right. We've not tried any cooperative level making or anything like that, but I imagine we will uh, pretty soon. If you guys remember during like the last time Mario Maker came out for the for the Wii U, we actually had a cross podcast challenge with uh, yeah. Nintendo Dads and reactor radio which i was on at the time and uh wasn't it our 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 level one i think so yeah and you guys had to <laughs> record a bumper for the show that was pretty fun um i would love to see some other po- I, i'm gonna throw that out there if some other podcasts want to lay down the gauntlet and want to do a level exchange we'll do that we'll do that we'll get you know maybe one of us design a level and we'll throw that out there, and we'll see which one has the – well, how we did it was the lower completion percentage was the one that won because it, I mean, yeah. it was the harder level. So I still – like that level, I was still I was still proud of it when I went back because it was it was devious. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I like I – like, like I went back a few months ago. It was when we did a Extra Life back in November, and I played through some of my – old Mario maker levels, not even knowing, you know, that this was going to be announced, um, this year, but def- Mario maker two is definitely going to be part of my extra live stream this year. There's, there's absolutely no way it couldn't be. Um, so I think what we're saying is, it, is we've been enjoying our time with it. Uh, and that's without even diving into the, all of the building and, and course, course editing and all that. Uh, online is is pretty crappy right now, but hopefully they'll iron that out. Yeah. But I'm hoping and, that they start filtering out some levels from the online randomness that doesn't make any sense. Because I've had multiple levels that would have on-off switches in, in, all over the place. And so if the person on the, on the near the top of the stage is almost done... Someone at the bottom of the stage has not a switch. You can mess them up, and everyone's yeah. just fighting with with each other. And seesaws do the same thing. You know, when it's meant to be done with one person. So if there's four people on it, everything's a disaster. 
They should be. They need a way to flag those. So those if people yeah, are quitting the is, course, it's called, it's called it's basically unplayable. <laughs> Flag it unplayable. Hey, I, I found one of those today, uh, and I was going through uh, endless mode on easy, like you were talking about, and the whole level was just hundreds of springs, both vertical and horizontal, and there was a one a, a one block gap that you had to get through to get to the goal. Yeah, that gets a boom. And I was like, that. And, and if you swipe. like, if 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 junk like that shows up in the endless, it re- it, re- it kind of ruins the 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 vibe of it, you know. Right. But otherwise, this is a gem of a game, and I like I can't imagine not having it on your Switch, even if you, even if like, even if you're not going to build, right? Like this is it's it's limitless, two D Mario platforming levels at your fingertips. Why not? Right. Why Why wouldn't you? And people are coming up with some of the craziest stuff. And there are some really fun surprises that we will not spoil, although they are spoiled on the internet already. We elsewhere, we will not spoil them on this show. Things you can unlock, uh, including power-ups you can unlock that are, are really cool. Little um, throwbacks to other Mario games. And so that's that's all we'll say there. So Mario Maker gets uh, <laughs> Mario Maker 2 gets a couple of thumbs up. From us, you should definitely check it out if um, if you haven't already. Well, guys, that is pretty much our show uh, for this week. A little bit shorter edition of Nintendo Dads this week. Again, as uh, you may have heard, Justin is in the process of moving, and uh, so we'll be off the show for an extended period of time. But he will return uh, sometime in the month of August, and we'll be looking forward to that. Uh, but thanks for tuning in, and thanks for if you're a listener and maybe you listen every week. Or maybe you're listening to the episode for the first time. You've just found us. Thank you for listening. And thank you for being a part of this community. Uh, we really appreciate it. And so as we close out the show, we want to say a huge thanks to Tim Off. Uh, not only is he one of our Patreon producers, he's our community manager and is always ready, willing, and able to be on the show anytime we ask him. Tim, thank you so much for being on tonight. Happy to cover double O Timbits, you know. So, you know, Justin, double <laughs> O Timbits. <laughs> oh yeah and, and you know i mean guys let's be honest we know that's what justin's really doing he is an international man of mystery yeah. he's spying and you know wobble puffet codename wobble puffet that's his <laughs> wobble puffet wobble puffet there it is there it is he has to check in every now and then and say the magic words so they'll know he's okay uh but tim again thanks for being on the show and uh we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, including Tim Off, Chris Mears, John Blanco, and Dave Ernsberger for their support at the Patreon producer level. We love you guys. We appreciate you. Thanks for all you do for the show. Also, we have a website now. Yay. The brand new HTTP colon backslash backslash nintendodads.org. You can head over to nintendodads.org and check out all of our YouTube videos, tweets, podcast episodes, links to all of our social media as well as a link to our Redbubble where you can go and buy sweet Nintendo Dads merchandise. You can find all of the ways to contact us over there at nintendodads.com. Also, don't forget you can call in and leave.org. Nintendodads.org. I promise I will train myself to say that, Jesse. Thank you. Uh, Nintendodads.org. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, all that that stuff over there. And you can call in and leave a voicemail 
to be played on the show, 929-25-N-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. We would love to hear from you and play your voicemail on the show. And again, you can head over to our website, nintendodads.org, and buy some sweet Nintendo Dads merchandise as well. And let me just throw this out here. Uh, We haven't talked about this a lot, but guys, we have heard some requests for stickers. We have heard some requests for things like that. We are working on those been tossing some ideas around and hopefully we'll be getting some brand new stickers and other merch to you very, very soon. Uh, we want to say a big thanks to OC Remix for music used throughout the show uh, and for Adam Leonard and Carter Johnson for all the sweet artworks they have done for us and are going to do for us in the future. Uh, again, guys, this has been episode 237 of Nintendo Dads. Thanks for hanging out with us. For me, for Jesse, for Tim, we love you. Thanks for hanging out. Bye-bye. Good night, kids. Good night. Nintendo Dads. Maple syrup mooses.